Hello and welcome to the Hippocampus podcast, a place where we discuss the strategies that help optimise learning. So join us for some grassroots conversations where we share some practical tips and insights that might just make your learning journey a little easier. We open the podcast with the first of two episodes looking at demystifying medical school. Once the initial excitement and jubilation of having made it into med school has worn off a little, some anxieties might start to bubble to the surface. These anxieties can relate to moving away from home, making new friends and establishing new social circles. But many concerns may relate to what it is actually like studying medicine. So in this episode, we discuss some common questions, particularly around studying medicine hopefully addressing some worries that many students may have just before coming to med school and maybe doing a little bit of myth busting. So let's join hosts, me, Elliot, Gaia, Kishan, Lisa, Nikita and Sophie. And if you'd like to find out a little more about us, visit our Instagram at the Hippocampus podcast. A full house. Woo! Hello, everyone. Hello, welcome. Yes, this is our uh, inaugural podcast. So we've got a a few questions we'll discuss on today's episode uh, to start to get into the nitty gritty of studying medicine. Perhaps we can kick things off with the with the first question. Um, So is it is it hard studying medicine? I think uh, I think the main thing. Um, I would say is that you know it's not necessarily all really really hard there's just quite a lot of it you have to be quite savvy with how you use your time yeah because you've got a lot of content in a sense that a wide variety of things that you may have to learn especially in the first few like pre pre pre-clinical years Um, but it's more about whether you can balance that and it's a real skill that I think you'd have to learn Definitely. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd certainly agree with that. Um, coming from, I'm a graduate student, so I was sort of three or four years outside, out of education working. And uh, just before I came into med school, I was really worried about the content, how difficult it would be that I would be out of touch with a lot of other students, um, especially after having done things like the UK CAT which I found really hard. Um, and then I was actually quite pleasantly surprised actually when I started the course because yes, there was a lot of volume, there was a lot of content, but I think most of the stuff was um, quite manageable and the concepts and things weren't as difficult as I was worried that they would be. So I was quite surprised by that really. There is a lot and initially it will be overwhelming, but afterwards it only gets easier. I think it's probably because first your approach to studying which we will be talking about and the second thing is time as well like over time you become acclimatized to a lot of stuff in medicine and it becomes more familiar so it's not like it's it's the same level of difficulty the whole time it's only the initial few phases where you go through that oh you know it might be a bit overwhelming but afterwards it gets it gets it gets better I think. Yeah definitely and I think when you realize that you know with A-levels Uh, you have to really focus on knowing everything. And I think the moment that you realize that you can maybe deprioritize some things, it's kind of like a light bulb moment. You think, you know, that that small detail from that lecture is probably not going to be that important, but I really need to understand and grasp some key concepts. Exactly. And I think uh, Elliot makes a really good point. That light bulb moment 
kind of hits because um, I think I remember I cast my mind back to the first few weeks and you're trying to scribble everything down and you're thinking, my gosh, how am I going to remember all of this stuff? But then when you, when you kind of have that flavour of, okay, this is a bit of extra detail and here are some fundamental things that I really need to know well, then I think it's a lot more easing and um, it's just a lot more reassuring really. But initially, that, that is kind of a life-changing moment really, I think, um, in medicine, just trying to work out what's, what can wait and uh, what really needs to be learned uh, immediately. Just, uh, picking up on your, your, your comments about light bulb moments, um, I always remember back to when we were sort of similar sort of when we were studied at medicine we had sort of that kind of preclinical phase and then you go into your, your sort of clinical phase and I always remember one of the, uh, the the talks that we were given by our dean at the at the medical school I was at my preclinical training and he, he put up this big powerpoint slide of a lightning bolt and he kept telling us that there will one day there would be this moment, this light bulb moment, this light bulb moment, where suddenly everything would make sense. Um, and and I think perhaps we have multiple light bulb moments, um, yeah. you know, yeah. throughout throughout that 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 um, you know that there's there's things that happen where suddenly a lot of stuff starts to to slot into slot into place. Yeah, and I think you, you get these light bulb moments like in loads of different aspects of your studying and like time management and how you're dealing with the content. And I think you only really get them from, you know, experiencing things, things yourself. And it's, it's hard to be told uh, how to do things. And But after a while, you know, you deal with content and then you see what works for you. You know, studying medicine is a journey from, well, I think everyone would agree it's kind of a journey because, yeah. you know, it's trial and error and then you get these light bulb moments that that you know change change the way you study or yeah and I think I used to feel that you know when you pick up all these things as you go along and you think oh why didn't I do this right from the start but it's it's just not possible you have to go through the process in order to in order to learn and you have to make mistakes in order to work out what actually is the right way to go for you personally so I think if people are tempted to think that, oh, I should know everything from the beginning, it's not possible. You have to go through the process over time to establish what works for you. Definitely. Yeah, I, I really like that um, sort of analogy to a journey because I, I was just reflecting on this the other day. And I think it is really a journey. And I'm a second year medical student, still a long way to go in this journey. You don't really know where it's heading. You don't really know where it's going to go. But it's also very enjoyable. I think that's something that um, everyone, like, I would just like to get across that it's in a very almost privileged place. There's all kinds of experiences. And these light bulb moments, they do come and they do sort of guide the way through this journey. And I think for everyone, they're in different places and at different times and they, they kind of point in different directions. But I think it's important to keep that uh, sort of faith there because this journey is quite complex. But I think there are definitely ways through it and um, just having that kind of awareness that it is a little bit um, windy, I guess, is, is important. It's so easy to kind of in the early days get really overwhelmed and think, oh my God, like we've learned all this in one semester and I've still got four years left or whatever. But I think <laughs> as, as the years go on, the more you learn, the more it like links together and you're making connections and then it's easier to commit things to memory. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, we've still got three years left, so I don't want to <laughs> speak prematurely, but I think the, the further you progress, the easier it gets to learn, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, think I, re- I read a quote about a few weeks ago, and it was like, um, I haven't failed. I just know a thousand ways not to do something. And, oh, wow. and I think that's really relevant now because like, you know, you just, you hit these walls or go a different way, but you know, you, that's, that's great. You know, it, fail, like making mistakes is as important as getting things right all the time. Well, probably more important, but that's probably a discussion for another day. Absolutely. And, you know, I think as, 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 as most of you have, have, have kind of highlighted, certainly those first few months of, of getting into the, um, the routine of, of studying at medical school and, and the sort of different challenges that presents to you as a, as a learner, um, you know, the, the, there will be some stumbling blocks along the way, but that's all part of the, you know, the, the process. You, you don't come into medicine ready and polished and, and good to go out into the clinical environment as a, as a doctor. You, you know, the, the course is five years, not just the making sure that you've acquired the, the skills and the attitudes and so on um, for sort of professional practice, but also for thinking about fine tuning how you, you know, manage to, to, to keep on top of, you know, continually learning and, and uh, you know, keeping abreast of, of the changes and things that will constantly happen in medicine. So, so what, 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 if you were to, to, to vote then, you know, so ha- have we actually said, you know, how intense is studying medicine? Is it intense? Is it not intense? I, I want to say I'm in between. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Can I say I'm 50, 50? <laughs> on the fence. I, yeah, it's a comfortable I, fence you sat on there, guy. In between where? <laughs> a, a very nice, comfortable fence between yes, it is intense and no, it isn't. And I think it's just... Throughout the year, it's peaks and troughs, depending on maybe what extracurriculars you're doing, um, maybe how much content there is, the intensity of the content. And you know what? It's variable from person to person. Um, so I think that's I think that's why I can't give us like a final answer to that because it's so variable for me. I agree with with Guy with the whole peaks and troughs things. Like like I I think we'll all agree a, a few semesters can be a little more intense than the others in comparison. So you definitely go through like a whole roller coaster. But I personally feel like over time with the, the whole learning strategies thing, like learning has become a lot more simpler for me. It's less complicated as it was before. So because of that, because of the strategies that I've picked up, now when I sit down and revise, it's not as much effort. I'm not saying I get things in the first go, but content stays with me for longer. And I feel like if you are logical with the way that you revise and prepare for your subject and just keep it simple, I keep saying this to myself, just keep it simple. It's already so complicated. Why would you want to complicate it anymore? So just keep (laughs) it simple. So I I literally think, why don't I explain this topic to, to myself in the simplest way? What is wrong with that? And I think if you do that, the intensity just, I feel like it's dropped down in lockdown for me when I'm sitting down to revise. Looking back on it, I think, I think Elliot said it as well. You hit these walls and you bang into them and you fall over and then that hurts. I think that's quite intense when you don't know where you're going. And I think without the social support and kind of reassurance that 
this is normal, this is natural, this is going to happen. That can be quite overwhelming and intense. And I remember a few moments when I was like just starting out, there was intensity, not in the course, but just in that kind of fear or despair of how am I going to get through this? How am I going to find a way? But then I think as time goes on, that, you know, those light bulb moments come along and the intensity, in my opinion anyway, does come right down. So I think uh, just being aware of that can really help. And it's not as bad once all of those support systems and, and sort of light bulb moments start to appear. I think then things can really improve. Yeah, I think like controversial opinion as well, but to an extent as, as intense as you make it, you can like go yeah. all in, spend hours studying, like constantly be making notes. And then it's, yeah, it's going to be intense, but find something that works for you and work a bit more efficiently. And then it's suddenly not so intense. So, I think the, the, the challenge, and we'll come on to this a little bit more shortly, is the the time that you have available in a, in a 24 hour day, um, isn't it? And, and the, the, the new pressures on that time that, that come with just studying at university and, and the different expectations that come with that. Um, and I think as you've you know alluded to Nikita, that there will be things that you start to change in terms of what you do with your study time, um, because you become more conscious of the time that you don't have and the stuff that you have to get through. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that, that in itself will, will prove a, a, a tricky sort of period around, you know, trying to sort of challenge perhaps some, some old habits that you've, you've, you've developed over the course of GCSEs, A-levels, college, high school, etc. Um, that will certainly have proved successful. Um, obviously, it was, you know, getting into medical school. Um, Even with the whole how much time you have in a day, I feel like, as for me personally, I conditioned myself a lot thinking that, oh, I don't have any time. I have to fill my day with studying. And so first year, which is actually, I think, the year that you have the most time to do other stuff, I, it extracurriculars went completely out of the window for me like they didn't exist for me in first year and it's only towards the end of second year that I clocked that oh I really should be doing something else in my life other than going to nine to twelve <laughs> lectures and then just, just sitting the whole day it was I was quite traumatized I was like oh my god my whole first year is gone and I'm not done anything <laughs> other than medicine so I feel like we're talking so much about medicine right now but it's important to highlight that you can easily fit in extracurriculars, at least with our schedule. Like, tell me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but our schedule I thought was very, very generous because we had yeah. nine to twelve in year one, and then the rest of the day was free. And I used to have my parents who are also medics. They asked me, "Are you done at 12? And I'll be like, "Yeah." And they were like, "What kind of studying is this?" And I'll be like, oh, no, it's, "It's great." And then you just have the rest of the day to to do what you want. So you can fit in a lot. Is is what I'm trying to say. That's, that's a really good point. Like in, in, in Leicester, where we are, we have half days. And I think um, a lot of people kind of, uh, or, or I've realised that if you actually, you know, use that time in university quite efficiently, then it leaves a lot of time to you know, go out with friends, socialise, play sports, etc. I think the problem starts to occur if that time is dead time, because then you're going to be at uni, you're going to be sitting in lectures or sitting in group work. And if that time is not being used like effectively, then um, it means that when you get home, you can't, you have to study or you socialize and, and then it's like a, it's like a downward spiral, I think. I think it also foreshadows 
kind of the lifestyle that we're going to lead when we're adopters as well. If we're able to balance our studying and our social life and downtime now, then when we're doctors, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but it may be, there'll be times where it's quite stressful, but um, simultaneously it's going to be a way for us to kind of like relax and know how to relax, if that makes sense, like really chill out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you speak to medical students and their chill out time is like, oh, what did you get for this question? I'm like, bro, I just want to watch Friends, man. Like, <laughs> you know, you need to really know. I, I, honestly, it's something that I've learned about myself as well. Not that I always talk about medicine, but I know that if, if I want to relax, I want to just focus on me. And if I want to do work, then I will focus on work. Like there's not really an in-between. And I think there are so many habits that you um, develop over the course of medical school and if you do and those good habits if you are able to control them um it's just going to be easier for you like as a doctor I mean this may change in a few years time I might say that I'm still struggling but I think it's a good thing to kind of have a positive outlook in terms of work-life balance and not drowning yourself in work all the time we're saying it's really important isn't it to kind of get that work-life balance when you're at medical school and that it is totally um an achievable you know sort of uh, way of of being when you're at med school um but we, we've touched on a few times made a, co- a few comments a number of times about perhaps having to change how how you study when, when you come into to sort of higher education and, and medical school and i think for, for a lot of students that might be quite a tricky suggestion or notion to get their head around because you know they'll have established certain ways of learning and studying that have, have clearly proved very effective you know, in getting the right GCSEs, the A-levels, you know, prior degrees, etc. What, what would your thoughts be on, you know, why? Why perhaps does, does that have to change or alter slightly? So first of all, I'd say if someone asked me the question, uh, you know, I'm starting to study medicine uh, in September or whatever, do I need to change my study style? I'd say, well, the answer, the short answer is 100%. But, you know, loads of people told me that when, you know, both academics, people, you know, I had some friends who were a year ahead of me already studying medicine and they changed what they were doing. But I think you just think, why why should I? Like, (laughs) it's it's so so arrogant, but you just think, well, I've been doing fine. So, you know, there's no pressure to change. So I think for me, um, the hardest thing I think was like at Leicester, we have a lot of group study. So you're in a group of eight people that you've you've never met before, but um, you're going to spend about I think it's ten hours a week. So it's a lot of time you're spending with each other. And at school, I think when I was at school and and stuff, that sounds really old. I'm not that old, but <laughs> you just weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to talk to your friends. Like if you had a question, you put your hands up and you speak to the teacher. Because if you're speaking to your friend, that's sort of was seen as wrong and uh, like it wasn't really encouraged and um, I think if anyone was speaking to their friend they were basically just trying to get the answers and there wasn't any kind of (laughs) positive discussions or active conversations so I think coming to medical school just coming to higher education in general trying to change that kind of philosophy of we're going to discuss this we're going to talk about it Uh, you, you, you can teach me something I can teach you something is something that I really had to break down and even kind of just I remember sitting in the first group work session saying how how can I even think with 30 people talking around me I need some kind of peace and silence <laughs> so kind of just adapting 
those strategies to sort of saying, okay, I'm going to get rid of this traditional kind of hat that I've had and just trying to break free from these shackles, start talking. And, and really, I think for me personally, it really helped when I unblocked that mental plug from saying that, you know, I don't need to have headphones in. I don't need silence. I can actually do this a bit more socially. And that really worked for me. So I'm a graduate as well. And I've gone through the whole of school. I've gone through a whole degree and I get into medicine and I, I say to myself, my God, I've been rote learning my whole life. I've been learning passively my whole life. I've just regurgitated information onto a piece of paper. I've not actively thought about the stuff on the piece of paper. I need to make sure when I'm in medicine, I'm actually, I actually understand the stuff. And I feel like if people coming in sit down and actually actively question themselves, that am I actually learning the right way? I think you might you might help yourself in that way. If you don't and you just keep thinking, oh, this is traditionally, traditionally the method that works and blah, 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 then I, you know, it's very dangerous because if I didn't have that reflection, if I didn't meet the people I met, I, it's scary to think that I would have just been learning for the rest of medicine. You are kind of told at school with GCSEs and A-levels, um, you know, look at the mark scheme, go on past papers and you learn these little buzzwords that'll get you the marks. Yeah, you don't even have to write exactly. full exactly yeah literally <laughs> like I was telling you guys yeah. last week wasn't I when we were having a chat like I came to uni I was like what do you mean there's no past papers <laughs> like, <that's laughs> and like like you Nikita I just been rote learning or not even like rote learning what, what's less than rote learning because I was doing that yeah. <laughs> exactly even just the even, yeah. sorry even the even the yeah. papers though you know like I'm not saying I'm not trying to say that oh examiners don't examine well blah 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 but I'm just I just feel like a lot of the questions even in school at least and not like when I did GCCA levels the papers are basically just asking recall I, I feel yeah. that strongly even with my degree I saw my paper I remember that day for the first time I saw the paper and I thought oh they're just literally asking me what I know and fine I'll, I've learned it I'll tell you but but I thought there's going to be some <laughs> element of application or like you know a question saying suggest this to me but I know there's a lot of content that's why they do that you need to know stuff before you apply it yeah, I think expectations change quite a bit don't they when you you kind of enter higher education and, and medical school um, you know there isn't the reliance on, on past papers um, you know there's an expectation that what you learn is going to stick stick with you because you're learning you know to be able to apply it to a to a career to a job um, what about kind of volume and pace of learning, um, you know, sort of compared to, to say A-levels or perhaps, you know, those of you that obviously came from some prior degrees today? Well, I think one thing you've definitely got to take into consideration when you're moving from A-levels to, to studying medicine as a degree is that, uh, you know, you're not studying for an exam after two years and, um, you know, you need to create more durable uh, learning systems and things that you know you'll you'll be able to recall in in you know you might not have to remember every detail in 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 five ten years time but you're probably going to build on it so you know you can't just either cram or um study for us specifically just for exams it's it's, it's got to be a much broader learning process so that you know you know, things stick in your mind and you'll keep going over, going over, going over things. Um, so that, that's a big, a big difference to A-levels. 
Yeah, and and you know, obviously, the way you study, the way you learn is is, is a habit, and we know that habits are um, very hard to break. So, um, just thinking of the, uh, the the frequency of takeaways that I'm currently indulging in at the moment during COVID <laughs> lockdown has become a very unhelpful habit. Um, but I think you know, and, and hopefully, this is one of the, the the purposes of this this podcast is to you know, hopefully through sort of conversations, share some of those insights, some of those experiences to help students as they're going through, you know, med school to think about how they can maybe challenge um, what they've done previously, um, you know, be receptive and flexible to perhaps there are new, more effective ways of, of, of approaching subjects that have quite a significant amount of volume to learn in a, in a sort of time constraint um, context. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like if if I'd listened to this podcast two years ago, even if it just, you know, put me a few weeks or a few months ahead of kind of the learning journey I was on, it would have been yeah. so beneficial. So not to big up uh, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a really, really useful resource for, you know, even if it just um, makes student con students consider something that they hadn't before, that could be a big help to them. I think the main thing they take away is to be flexible and malleable and you know adapt to change that's really important and I think it's just your attitude towards things that's what I felt anyway my attitude changed I I focused on the fact that I want to know my subject um yeah. and I think that's a really hard attitude to change because we're so used to performing in an exam we're so used to performing in an exam that it's just about the results and we think the only way to get good results is to cram and memorize and learn but I think one thing actually I just put as a as a note here is um I actually follow Bollywood films a lot, like I'm obsessed with them. So any Bollywood fans out there, there's a really good film called Three Idiots where the, obviously this is in Hindi, but to translate it, they, they talk about how you shouldn't chase results or success. You should chase excellence and the results or success will come chasing after you. It's not easy to, <laughs> it's not easy to, to think that way, but I think it works because if you do chase excellence, the results just follow. Yeah. And along those lines too, I think um, another realization or another light bulb moment maybe that people have when they come to med school is that, you know, your study habits and exam prep are kind of different things. So, you know, there should be habits that you, you know, I do this this and this uh when i'm studying and this is my this is how i understand lectures and things but and then when you come to preparing for an exam you've got to think you know what's the most important things that um i need to prioritize um after my you know before my first um exam at med school the night before the exam i was, I was trying to like look at all the learning outcomes see what i'd missed but you know it would have been far more valuable for me to you know consolidate you know the key key things so you know study habits and exam prep I think uh, you, I think most people will have realized that but I think that that's a that was a light bulb moment for me Definitely. I think um I just also really wanted to add that uh like medical school was I don't know maybe it was the first time that I can say that I genuinely enjoyed studying maybe maybe because I think that <laughs> up until now like medical school is so <laughs> because it presents you with so many challenges that you, you just can't um, sort of sit down in your room for so long if you're not enjoying that that method of studying because the because the volume is is so um, large that you can't find a study method which 
doesn't really work for you, but you get through it like you sort of can do in A-levels um, at the same way. So I think it really does force you to find ways that work for you. And I think that makes studying more enjoyable, whether that's through group study or whether that's doing like flashcards and quizzes or whatever that might be. But I genuinely think it's an opportunity to reform, change and sort of elevate yourself. And for me personally, like I've enjoyed studying. Um, I sort of fell in love with it a little bit because of the kind of pressures that it puts you through to make it more kind of enjoyable through the process. Completely agree. Like I, I did enjoy, enjoy studying before GCSEs and A-levels as well, but it was a lot of effort and I found it really difficult. The main reason for that was because the strategies were so, you know, they weren't effective at all. I'm not saying like I, I enjoy studying loads and if you actually make the subject applicable to life and you think about it as a, as a concept or as a story, you end up enjoying it so much more. And I, that's what I've been doing now. Like I don't just see a set of words on a page. I think, oh yeah, so what is this about? Let's talk about this. Let's think about it. So what if this happened? And if you do all of that, it just becomes fun. So I think students have a big chance to try. You just cut out a little bit there, Nikita. What, what, what was the, the, the students have a big chance to what? Transform. Transform. That was, okay. that was a really bad bit. To, what was a bad <laughs> bit? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and I think it, it, it's remembering the bigger picture, isn't it? It's, you know, you, you've come to med school because you want to become a doctor. Um, you know, and it's been a hard slog getting into med school. Um, you know, and, and enjoy the enjoy the rest of the journey. Um, you know, your, your, your learning and your studying won't want ever stop it'll be a you know an important part of your your professional career as well when you're working as a doctor um you know so hopefully those of you that, that are coming into university or into medical school you're studying a topic that you know really does drive your curiosity and your interests because it relates to you know what it is you want to do with the rest of your your life and your career just sort of, again sort of thinking about when students come into to med school for the first time you know it is a competitive process it's pretty tricky uh, to get the uh, the sort of academic requirements so set by medical schools when you come into med school you're suddenly surrounded by a very different different group of people and what i mean by that is that you're you're kind of surrounded by students who are very much like you in that they were probably the higher achievers um, you know, at school or, you know, uh, coming with, with other degrees and things. And I, and I think that can, can, can be sometimes take a little bit of time to adjust to. We all have periods in our life, you know, sometimes more frequently than, than others where you, you worry, you know, what if everybody's better than me or will I fit in? You know, what, what, what sort of people's thoughts on, on, on that, if that sort of feeling should start running through people's minds? Um, I think the first thing to do, but on, especially on the first day of med school, is congratulate yourself Woo-hoo! for getting in. Because <laughs> I think that's some, I don't remember doing that, like saying, well done me for finally getting here. Um, because for each and every one of us, it's a different journey and it might have taken a variety of routes to get here. So just remind yourself to say like well done but in relation to what you said Lisa I think in terms of like comparing yourself to others um, I think it's it's something like a mindset that you kind of have to grow out of if that's the way to kind of put it you're here for yourself because you want to be the best doctor that you can be at the end of the day so what I've learned over the years is to 
really know what my level or my own standard is and beat that every single time and not worry about what everyone knows because at the end of the day not everyone is going to know everything there's going to be somebody on the ward who knows more about the heart than you do or you might know more about the lungs than them and you're going to be working as a team with them anyway so it's it's about that kind of end goal, that mindset you're going to have at the end, just appreciating that now so you don't get overwhelmed by everything. Totally agree with that guy. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think it just kind of reflects on not even med school, but just life in general, I think, personally, yeah. from a personal level. Like, when you replace competition to collaboration, I think everything just becomes a lot more enjoyable because if you're competing, uh, and I think we are brought up in this way to sort of who's the top, who's the bottom, these grades go forward and these grades don't. Uh, but I think things are changing anywhere within the kind of selection processes away from that model anyway. But I think when you move away from this like, competition model, everything is just a bit more enjoyable. There's not this pressure to sort of out-compete others because there's this continual sort of drive otherwise to be at or near the top and then you can't enjoy yourself and then you're just trying to keep that going. So I think um, within the medical school that we're at anyway, there's such a nice atmosphere of collaboration. I, don't, I really don't think that like the competition thing is quite right. Um, and I think that's because of us as students and we've got the opportunity to change that from the inside out. I think a lot of people always say, well, medicine is very competitive and there's this caliber of people. But I think the more conversations that happen like this, the more we'll all realize that we're the only ones that will benefit from this sort of collaborative kind of um, culture, really. Yeah, I think that's a really nice way of looking at it. And instead of looking at it in a way of, um, you know, everyone is going to be really smart that comes to medical school, like maybe I'm not going to be as smart as them. I think reframing that in the sense of it's it's a meeting of minds and like the the best of the best from all over the country have come to medical school and you'll all get to learn together and you're going to be in group work and people are going to suggest different things that you would never have thought of and I can't remember who said it now but yeah that is going to be the way you work as a doctor you're going to work in a multidisciplinary team and you're going to have to draw on other people's knowledge and you can't know everything yourself. You just learn that, you know, everyone's mind is different. Everyone's brain is different. There may be one thing you're good at and someone else is good at something else. If you learn from them, pass on what you know to them, then it's, it's really nice that way. And I think also speaking as a grad, I, I, I mean, maybe it is arrogance. I don't know. But um, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't I can't learn from people younger than me. So, so then I, I literally kind of when I start started to learn from people younger than me. In fact, one of like some of my friends are three years younger than me and they've taught me so much and I thought oh my god that's so bad like you should you shouldn't think that oh I have more life experience so I can't learn from you should be open to learning from anybody and everybody like even if it's a 10 year old kid it's fine if they teach you something (laughs) that they know that you don't know there's nothing wrong with that and I think as grads at people who are who have degrees coming in word of warning please 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 do not have that arrogance in any way that's 100 percent true because you know if you're in a room with like 20 other medics or something there's going to be a proportion of them probably probably better than you at something or and there's going to be a portion of them probably worse than you at something so you know it works both ways because you can learn from the people who perhaps understand things better than you but also you know taking the opportunity if someone asks you a question to explain things to them you know using your own knowledge and you know retrieving information and explaining things to someone really tests if you know things. As someone very wise once said that 
comparison is the thief of joy and i think we should uh keep that in in mind uh whenever we start to have little moments of, of self-doubt because uh, we're comparing ourselves with, with others yes i think especially these days because you know the the world that we live in uh you know we're hyper connected on social media and everything and you know you see people be, uh, being successful all the time so you know you just got to focus on you and you know take things for what it is absolutely some uh, some very wise words there so we, we're coming to the end now of the of the uh, of the show so perhaps it would be a good idea to leave our listeners with final thoughts to take away i think i'd certainly like to add that while at times studying medicine will be hard work there'll be peaks and troughs you will absolutely love it and it'll be hugely rewarding and you can certainly have a varied and very rich university experience if you strike that right balance between uh, work and play uh, and for many that might mean that to get that balance you have to perhaps make some changes to the way that you've been approaching your learning and your studying uh, and, and so be open to, to challenging some of those previously tried and uh, tested methods. Yeah, and I think another takeaway point is, you know, don't compare yourself to others. This is your journey. See how you can improve yourself, work with your peers. You'll all reap the benefits. So the very final bit of the show then is our recommendations. Yeah, recommendations? So, uh, yeah so I think we're going to make this kind of a weekly thing. Well, um, maybe some uh, resources that we've touched upon in, in the episode. So uh, I think we, uh, we've got two recommendations this week. Nikita, I don't know if you want to remind us of what you mentioned before. Yeah, sure. So it's, uh, it's a Bollywood film. Uh, it's called Three Idiots. It's probably on Netflix. Go check it out. And uh, it's basically about, um, it makes some very firm points about the education system in India, but I think it's applicable to everywhere. But they tell you that in a really fun, emotional way. So I think it's, it is a life-changing film. So if you have the time, I can vouch for that as well. I think it's a brilliant <laughs> film. I'll back you up on that, Nikita. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and, and I think just, just to add in terms of a, a, perhaps a book recommendation that will shed a bit further light and insight into, you know, if you are thinking about changing how you speak, um, you know, where, where, where to go for some, some further information. Uh, one point, obviously, being this podcast over the, uh, the coming episodes, uh, but also a fantastic book uh, called Make It Stick by a chap called Peter Brown. Um, and um, rather than sort of spend too much time talking uh, around that, uh, on this podcast what we'll do is we'll stick a link to uh, a really good video summary uh, of the book uh, in our episode notes so do have a watch of that and see if it grabs your attention and, and uh, if so do do have a read of that so that's all for this week if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe leave us a review and give us a follow on instagram at the hippocampus podcast if you've got any thoughts on this episode or ideas for our future discussions please send us an email at the hippocampus podcast at gmail.com and join us next week where we continue with the second part of this demystifying theme and ask, does being at university mean you have to figure everything out for yourself? See you next week. <laughs>